Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So, Roland, you, as you know, every year or so, or so, or so, mm-hmm. pro-choice organizations of various stripes uh, put out reports or, you know, exposés, apparently, you know, trying to show how pregnancy centers are really terrible organizations that lie and deceive right. and, and are motivated by, quote unquote, re, you know, religion or the Bible and as if that's a bad thing, right, um, in, in their attempts to sort of defame pregnancy centers. So one of the very f- common and frequent attacks that you see often come out of uh, the folks on the pro-choice side is that we, we, we're focused on, on on the religious aspect of, right. of, the, of the choice that women make, right? Yeah. You'll, you'll see that in, in some of the sort of attack pieces or whatever that you know, mm-hmm. these organizations, you know, they're anti-choice and, mm-hmm. and they, they talk about religion right. they're, or they're religious organizations or something like that. Right, and To right. your point, it's, it, it's, it, it's framed as a negative. Right, it's framed as a negative, right. Which is ironic because mm-hmm. there's so many religious organizations that do so many amazing things mm-hmm. such as – I don't know. Yeah. Salvation Army. Right. Yeah. You know, World Vision. Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities. Yeah, yeah. Right. So and, right. and they do these things mm-hmm. driven primarily by their religious worldview. Right. Right. In fact, many of the hospitals and, yeah. and, and YMCA, I mean, a lot of these organizations that do some of the best good, I mean, even, even Habitat for Humanity, I believe, started with a religious construct. Mm-hmm. It's the religion is actually the why behind why they do it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they frame it as a negative is odd. I know it is. It's very odd. But so, but we actually discovered we we mm-hmm. discovered something that just kind of hit us a, a couple of weeks ago, where we realized that hold on a second, Goodmacher Institute, which is attached to Planned Parenthood, it's sort of their right. research they, arm. Yeah, they they are separate organization. I think at this point, but they provide a lot of the data. Yeah, I think they were started by Planned Parenthood folks, and right. they do a lot of the data collection and analysis about abortion. Right, right, and so we realized that. Goodmacher releases data about the religious preferences and religious, you know, identification of people who have abortions. Mm. So we asked ourselves, how would they know that data? So we actually asked somebody who would know. We're not going to name any names. But we asked somebody who actually used to work at Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And she told us that uh, Planned Parenthood actually gives out survey cards um, upon the completion of an appointment with a client asking them what their religious preference is. And and most Planned Parenthood affiliates, I think something like 95 percent or something, do this yeah. so that they can have that data about the religious preference of the people who they have served through, you know, abortions, right? right? So it occurred to us that they're basically attacking us because we care about the religious life or religious preference or whatever of the people that we're serving. And, and ask the question. And ask the question. About, about religion. And we ask, yeah, we ask our clients at, at CareNet Affiliated Pregnancy Centers. Correct. When appropriate, we ask them about their spiritual beliefs and their faith and things like that. And Planned Parenthood and others attack us for that, but they actually are doing the same exact thing. The same thing. Really interesting. So then the question becomes, why? Yes, and this is actually where it becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. So... Why don't you talk about that? Well, well, actually, why don't you start with why does why does why do CareNet affiliated pregnancy centers actually ask that question of of clients? Yeah, we 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 understand that you know when you're dealing with an issue uh, an issue like abortion, you know there are physical, emotional, spiritual, and social consequences of of what you're about to do, mm-hmm. and and certainly there's physical, emotional, spiritual, and social 
a context. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if you really are holistic in terms of your approach Mm -hmm. and you fully care about people, that means you're going to address all of those things. Right, right, right. So when we have interactions with our clients, because we care about them and because we love them, we want to have a full conversation about the fullness of of related to this issue because we want to have a holistic approach. I think one of the, the models, I think for me, when I think about this, and I think certainly that guides a lot of our sinners is the is Jesus having the conversation with the woman at the well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. I always say that, you know, the woman at the well yesterday is at the woman at the pregnancy center today or the abortion clinic today. In right. other words, Jesus asked that question or made that statement to her and said, hey, call your husband. And because he, he saw that that was tied to, that was sort of the why behind why she was at the well, mm-hmm. the hottest part of the day, all alone, right. at risk and vulnerable. Right, right, it was right. tied to her no husband problem. Well, we have the same dynamic going on at a pregnancy center or abortion clinic. When you look at the data that, you know, 86 uh, percent of women that have abortions are unmarried. And we ask the question about the impact of, of the guy who got her pregnant. He's the most influential in her decision to abort. So you see that. Well, it's interesting with what, what Jesus did because he engaged her physically, emotionally, spiritually and socially. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. touched the dirty cup that she had because she was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. Right. He's a man. She's a woman. All these different reasons why he wouldn't necessarily <laughs> Right. Uh, connect. Right. And he broke and he, down those barriers. He broke all those barriers. First, physically touching the dirty cup, drinking from the dirty cup, which created an emotional connection between him and her. Mm-hmm. And then he at, made the statement, call your husband, which then led to this kind of spiritual epiphany that she had in terms of who he was. Mm-hmm. And then once she had that, then she went back to town and was reconnected socially, that kind of thing. Right. right so right. we model our work after that perspective that right. we want to address the physical, emotional, spiritual, and social aspects of what they do. And if you're going to address the spiritual aspects, mm-hmm. then what are you going to do? You're going to ask about their religious beliefs. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Right. In the context of that conversation that you're having with that with that client about that decision, right? And in fact, when you look at the story of the woman of the well, a big part of their conversation was about religion, mm-hmm. where the Samaritans worship versus where the Jews worship, because mm-hmm. he understood that that context was also connected to her vulnerability, why she was there, and what her right. belief system about him would be based on that. That's so it was right. really seeking to understand. Yeah. Yes, understood. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, now let's let's juxtapose that. Juxtapose. Because it's, it's an SAT word. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm so smart. <laughs> That's right. I feel like I'm in high school again or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I understand. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't look like I'm in high school again. But um, so, yeah. So let's juxtapose that with why Planned Parenthood. Again, mm. Planned Parenthood asks the same question. They ask about the religious preferences, religious beliefs of of their clients, too. So we can kind of put aside this notion that, you know, pregnancy centers ask for this information and we don't, you know, they, they obviously do. So that we're, we're putting that aside. But why does Planned Parenthood ask for that, that information? And I, I mean, really, at the end of the day, what it actually is, is they're basically trying to collect demographic information about their customers so that they can market and sell better to them. Absolutely. Because if you think about their 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 business models, mm-hmm. essentially, they're mm-hmm. a nonprofit, but really mm-hmm. it's a business mm-hmm. in terms of what they're trying to do. And this is consumer data. Mm-hmm. They, they look at abortion as a consumer product right. that women want to need. Right. They, they say there's no moral uh, context to abortion. There's right. none of that. It, it is basically a consumer product that mm-hmm. they offer mm-hmm. to women to solve a problem that they have. That's right. the way that they view it and right. where they market. So like any other consumer product, organization, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're collecting consumer product data so that they can use that to basically increase their transactions. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Right? Yep. And that's a big difference between why they're collecting the data and why we do. So right. our so model right. is not transactional. Yeah. But as right. I say often, 
you know, that, that, you know, the sign on a transactional business is thank you, come again. Right, right. Right. But we model the work that we do after Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ didn't do retail. Right. He didn't do transactions. Right. His call was to come as we are, but not to stay as we came, right. but to right. be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Right. So therefore, the conversation that Christ was having with the woman at the well was a transformational conversation, not a transactional conversation. Right, right. And our conversations that we have at life-affirming pregnancy centers are not transactional conversations. Mm-hmm. They're transformational conversations. Mm-hmm. So they really want it for, for a consumer uh, relationship mm-hmm. so they can use consumer data to market to mm-hmm. their clients. Mm-hmm. And we're actually having a conversation not about consumer, mm-hmm. but about covenant, mm-hmm. about the covenant relationship between a mother and the child growing mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. of them. About mm-hmm. the covenant relationship yep. between us and God, about yep. the covenant relationship that happen, can happen, you know, when there's a married couple. Mm-hmm. That's what we always talk about marriage and try to encourage mm-hmm. the, the the man to be involved in this as well, to build this covenant relationship. Because mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. since 86% of the women that have abortions are unmarried, mm-hmm. if you really want to reduce abortion, the key to that is to the best of your ability, building High quality, low conflict, godly marriages mm-hmm. in the best interest of the man, the woman, mm-hmm. and the child. Yeah, yeah. So just really, really, just interesting stuff. Once you kind of start to ask these questions, um, and so you know, and and we could pretty much guarantee that you'll you'll see these attacks continue to come out of the pro-choice side, um, attacking the work of pregnancy centers. And again, one aspect of those attacks will generally be we, you know, we we actually ask people about their faith. Yes. Or and talk spe- about their faith. Or yeah. talk about their faith or ask yeah. them about their spiritual beliefs and that that's somehow automatically a bad thing. Um, so when our list for our listeners, when, when you hear that attack, you can say, well, guess what? Planned Parenthood actually asked for that information too, but they don't actually ask for that information in order to help the person, <laughs> but they actually ask for it in order to sell better to the, the next customer that walks in the door. Yeah. Um, and so just a huge paradigm difference in paradigm there in worldview um, that drives the work that we do. So the why is so critically important. The why is critically important. Always, always got to focus on the why. Search for why. Definitely, definitely, and that's what we like to do here at Carecast. We and are. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you stumped me. Uh, ah, that's that's one level too deep for me. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, great. Thanks, great conversation, Rollin. Indeed. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Carecast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.